Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. It is episode 266. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my co-host, the amazing Mr. Matt Rodazzo. Shout out to Matt, by the way, for me calling an audible at 648 and saying, hey, listen, I got to do something quick. Can we push the show to 730 start? And he goes, okay. I'm like, fucking God. There's nothing the worse than hate. The only thing I got to look forward to is uh, eventually going to bed, so... There's, there's, I, you know, when you're married, you know, there's. there's I was, you, I'm, you not gonna work, I'm not going to make the joke. I'm not going to make the joke. Oh my God. That's funny though. All right. Uh, so it's, the episode is of course titled the bounce back is confirmed. Well, folks, I'm not going to talk about baseball yet. Cause I won't confirm shit until the last pitch, but my Eagles won. My Canes won. Not only did my Eagles beat the fastest, best offense in football. They beat them up. They only scored 14 total points. Um, no, actually, no, they only scored seven total points. Anyway, um, the best part is my Hurricanes have beaten Clemson for the first time since me and Matt were in high school. Now, that made me very happy. So, um, yeah. Uh, also, my Dimebacks did take two out of three in Arizona, so shout out to them. Then pissed me the fuck off on Saturday. So I will. I refuse to wear any Diamondbacks gear again until they uh, redeem themselves. They're doing an okay job so far tonight. Apparently, what is it like five one right now? The intern is in attendance. So is it a three two series? Uh, three two series. And here's the craziest thing. So the the uh, Diamondbacks have resorted to literally just walking Schwarber. They just they're like, dude, it's the smartest thing ever. They're bo- Barry Bonding him. I mean, Schwarber I in the postseason he, is just insane. Yeah. Also, Cattell Marte has just kind of taken over the game. He's got a triple and a single that have scored the last two runs. You have back-to-back jacks from Fam and Guriel. Evan Longori, the old man, got an RBI double. It, it, it's like the Diamondbacks offense woke up. They, they were sleeping for the past couple of games. They woke up. So it's been a good uh, 
good kind of thing. And uh, your boy's back on the wagon. So um, uh, drinking Spindrift uh, iced tea with lemon. Interesting. It's a sparkling iced tea. So taste test. And uh, early shout out to uh, the Houston Astros on their future World Series advancement because they're starting Max Scherzer for Game 7. So he's going to get shout out. Mighty getting saucy. All right. So we're going to get started. So last night. Um, we had the pleasure of watching argument. I think, I think it was the best game I've watched this year on Sunday football. Yeah. I honestly like that one kept me very entertained the entire game. I was, but you know, what was weird. Like, except for a couple plays early in the game, I was kind of calm as an Eagles fan, which is a scary feeling. Um, so Take with that what you will, Matt. Honestly, I kind of just looked at it from the standpoint that besides the pick six and the fumble, Jalen was kind of in control. I mean, listen, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, and Dex, that's a very good front seven for Miami. And when Miami gets Xavion Howard back and um, Jalen Ramsey, they're going to be even better. I honestly think Miami has a just as talent. I think the three best defenses in football win all completely healthy are San Fran, Miami, and Philadelphia. And I throw in Baltimore and I guess Pittsburgh. Yes, sort of. I mean, the Rams did put up, what, 17 on them yesterday? Cleveland got Mm -hmm. smoked by Minshew. So I don't know how to quantify that one. We'll talk about that one in a little bit. But opening thoughts on last night's game. What you like, what you didn't like? I don't know. I'm not really too keen on Miami's uh, defense. I know – I know Jalen Ramsey is a big loss for them. Um, I just the thing with Miami is they're five and two, but their two losses have come against the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. And if there's any sort of you know comparison between the two, they both have you know solid defenses and like you know and a functional offense. For you guys, you have a fantastic offense and a fantastic defense. I'd say Buffalo has a better probably has a better <laughs> offense and defense right now. But it's still a scrappy, tough defense. Like it's a defense that's either going to keep you at under seventeen points or might let you score by twenty-four. It's just yeah. one of those things where they, you know it depends on the week. So their their two losses came against came against the reigning AFC East divisional champions, the Buffalo Bills, and the you know the reigning number one seed in the NFC Super Bowl appearance, um, Philadelphia Eagles, and the teams that they beaten they beaten up on was it the Patriots, the Chargers, they beat the um, the Panthers and the Broncos. And there was another sub 500. There's just all the teams that they've won have been under 500 and all the teams they've lost to have been, you know, contenders for the Super Bowl. So I think it's, you know, every year you get that team that goes like, Oh, and 11. And, you know, they have one of the easiest schedules in the world. And then as soon as they play a tough team, they lose. And it's just kind of like one of those things where I wonder if Miami's that team that year where all their wins have come against really shitty teams. And there are two losses that come against contenders makes you wonder, can you handle it once you get into January? Um, but this is this was what I expected to happen. I like I think we talked about it on the show before. I I figured that Philly's defense was going to be a defense that was going to be able to keep Miami's offense in check. That's why I said bench everybody against Philly. Which you know um, Raheem Moster got me like six points. I don't know what Tyree Kill was able to get. Oh no, Raheem Mo- me not taking out Moser fucked me. And then also that last shoestring tackle on DeAndre Swift royally fucked me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um. It was what I expect. I thought it'd be a little closer scoring wise, but I expected Philly's defense to bottle up that offense. So nothing that out of the ordinary happened on my end in this game. Um, it's what I expected, but I think it's interesting to see. It's you, you watch the mighty Miami offense be human. 
you know what's you know what the craziest thing to me about all of this um from top to bottom was that um the Eagles defense with a healthy Hassan Reddick is a different beast. I think him and Jalen Carter are the two most valuable players in that front seven. Fletcher Cox for four or five plays a game will literally fuck your shit up. I think Jordan Davis is an elite number two D tackle. I think Milton Williams is a phenomenal number three. But when Jalen Carter is in that game and when Hassan Reddick are in that game, and even Josh Sweat to a degree is right as well, there's just – I watched Reddick, and I am still in shock watching this dude play. And that was the most impressive thing to me last night. Besides A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown, by the way, just doesn't matter who's covering him. I mean, obviously, he probably would have had a little bit less yardage with Xavion or freaking uh, Jalen Ramsey covering him, obviously, because, you know, there's a big difference in who was playing last night. But the line play from the Eagles defensive line was phenomenal. And the the word out has always been out on Tua. He, if you want to get him to make mistakes, pressure. But that's with a lot of pocket passers. By the way, Hats off to Tua. Seriously, I have been shitting on Tua since he got drafted. Actually, before that. Since he took over for Jalen, basically. And I'll say this right off the rip. Dude, you impressed me. You've been impressing me all the year. All year. I watched a lot of tight window, tough throws. That this dude hit continuously. Every single drive. You know what stopped him? Play design, receivers running routes on each other, and pressure. When Tua's got a clean pocket, he'll shred you apart. Like a lot, like, so there's certain quarterbacks in this league where you can kind of leave them to sit by themselves in the pocket, and eventually they're going to beat themselves. Namely, uh, one Dakota Prescott down in Dallas um, in primetime, and Mr. Cousins up in, even though honestly, against us in primetime, he put up a show. Um, Daniel Jones with a clean pocket, but you can't let him run. There's a lot of, I mean, I'll even go down the list. You go down to um, Deshaun Watson ever since he got back from his suspension. So I'll I'll leave it with this before we get into the rest of the game. Just the Eagles defensive line. Just that's off boys. Good job. You know, I'll show my ball this off for a second. Good job. Yeah, they um they really take the attention off the you know I mean I think it's obviously no secret that with injuries Philadelphia's secondary has been beaten up they've been they're hurting they need some help and that defensive line has been doing a fantastic job of taking the attention off that secondary especially when you're holding a, a team like Miami I can't even imagine what they what they average on offense a game I don't know those numbers all exactly but this is a team that put up seventy points like three weeks ago. I know it's the Broncos. The Broncos notoriously are known for having a tough defense, but they put up 70 points against an NFL team, and then they come into Philly. I'll be thinking, <laughs> this is our statement game. We're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna beat the super reigning Super Bowl NFC, um, you know, contenders. We're gonna do this and that, and they put up 17 points. That's not enough to beat, especially with Philly, it has like I think the second best offense in the league. That's not enough to beat that team, and that defense is scary, particularly the defensive front, and the fact that they added somebody to that defense that we'll probably talk about later. That just makes them even more of a team that I'm very happy that I got out the way a couple weeks ago. I'm glad that I don't got to face you guys anymore. You know what's you know what's hilarious, and um, you said it best, and you just kind of unladded to it is that Howie Rose. I sent a, I sent a link to our group chat today. I was like, Howie Roseman watches his defense get toasted one too many times. 
goes with the nuclear option. Just goes and gets Kevin Byard for Terrell Edmonds, who has been basically the one who's getting smoked every play, along with a fifth and a sixth round pick for an all pro safety that you get for two years. Well, no, sorry, a year and a half. Next year, it's not guaranteed, and they can do a cap hit. It's like a $14 million cap hit. They can restructure the shit out of that if they want to, or they can just let them walk either way. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And on top of that, i got to give a shout to our boy Frank Mike Smith because he told me in the offseason, and um, just give you a little fr- shout-out, Frank. I know you check on the show occasionally. Um he I I text him about Edmonds. I say, why are they letting him walk? And he goes, dude, he's not a good safety. His brother is the superior, his two brothers are the superior talents. He's the worst out of them. Like, I'm like, oh great. Okay. But you know, hey, fuck it, man. We just got Justin Reed. We got just got Kevin Byard. I'm gonna say Justin Reed. No, that's the that's the line <laughs> ball cheap hitter from the uh, Chiefs, which we'll talk about in a minute. But before we get into obviously the one sentence game, we'll do a little. Uh, we're going to take a week off of fantasy. I think me and Matt should wait until Thursday because after our abysmal showing, we, we guaranteed to be studs this week. I think honestly we should kind of chill and relax. So that being said, uh, we can, we're going to break away. We're going to talk a little college football because honestly, this was a weird week. Now, I was fucked from the get go. Because of Penn State not having a viable offense against a very decent Ohio State defense. Now, I still think both teams are not college football playoff bound. I did not see anything that impresses me enough for them to win. But then again, this is the most wide open college football playoff I feel I've ever seen. Like, let's be honest, there's three teams from the ACC that if any of them go on a run, could make the college football playoff. And one of them might be Duke. Hmm. Actually, no, take that back. Fuck Duke. They, they screwed me on another parlay. Um... But at least Florida State, North Carolina. I did, listen. The North Carolina upset to Virginia was wild, but you knew something was going to happen. Miami had them by the balls the entire first half, and then due to a zillion turnovers and Tower Van Dyke's body falling apart, they came back and won. Also, Tess Tambor being just an NFL prospect at receiver. But anyway, um, or sorry, Tez Walker. Tez Tambor is the bum of a corner that got cut by every NFL team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big story is Caleb Williams, right? We talked about this last week, and shout out to my boy Mason. This is his last hurrah in the corner booth uh, show chat. Said, this idiot wants to own part of an NFL roster. Now, Mason is president and CEO of the Caleb Williams Hate Club. I consider myself treasurer. <clears throat> I will never be I – like, I think Caleb Williams is fun to watch when he's playing a bad team. What happened on, on Saturday was nothing short of hilarious. Um, the pig farmer quarterback at Utah and that Utah team was just able to get down the field and kick a field goal. Now, to my credit, I had to check in on that game periodically because of the game I was watching over on ESPN, which was my Hurricanes upsetting, uh, was uh, beating Clemson at home, beating Clemson at all for the first time since I was in high school, so over 10 years, so holy shit. Um, the best part is, is that watching that game, watching Caleb look so defeated on the sideline, my first thought was this dude has had two losses. He's looked okay at best in back-to-back losses. He can't complete any throw. Inside the pocket, his footwork is abysmal, and his accuracy is spotty. So my question is, if that's the case, 
I watch a guy like Drake May three times a week. I mean, three times a, a month out of because I try to I try to watch North Carolina games because you know what, he he's going to be the number one overall pick in my opinion, and that's why I if like he's as much as I hate North Carolina football, it's like watching poetry. I watch this kid, Matt. If you have a chance to, if you have some time this Saturday when they're playing, just watch Drake May play for five minutes. It's the mobility, it's the decision making, it's the arm strength, the accuracy. It's like a more refined Josh Allen, where he's not a freak of nature. He's he's fast, but he'd rather sit in the pocket for an hour and just sling the rock around. And he's more where he lacks in the speed and the explosiveness, like on like as a runner, he's still straight line fast. I guess like Danny Dimes, but like he picks up for an accuracy. And it's incredible. Michael Penix, we've talked about him a thousand times in the show already. Also impressive. I haven't seen Penix make a really bad throw yet. But back to USC, their next two games are Oregon and Washington. I don't remember which order, but it's those two. Yeah, yikes. Um, USC looks soft, flat. Lincoln Riley's just good on offense. Honestly, he should be an OC. Lincoln Riley would be probably the greatest OC in football history if that's all he did. That's all he did. Go to, yeah, listen, fuck it. If Brian Johnson doesn't work out, go to Philadelphia. Go you reunite with the boy, the guy who almost got a Heisman to Jalen Hurts. They're scoring 40 points a game, but don't let him be in charge of recruiting or defense or any of that shit. Just let him do that. <clears throat> that's that's my thing in USC. I don't see hope for them for the rest of the season. They honestly may lose a bowl game to a team like Miami or Duke because they can't stop anybody. What do you think? No, I I agree. It's um, I'm watching that game and I'm I'm watching this team and I'm like this this just doesn't this doesn't look like a team that's going to be able to win this game. I'm just, I'm just seeing run play, quarterback run. Run play, short slant pass, you know, quarterback run, run play, um, just short pass for, you know, short yardage gain again. I just, I'm watching just like, it's like a, it's like a Madden, it's like a Madden NFL offense when you're playing it on, when you haven't played Madden in like a year and you just go right on all Madden and you can't figure out how to advance the ball yet because you're still trying to figure out the game. It's just like, it was frustrating to watch at the time of the fourth quarter, you had like 203 yards passing and no touchdowns, no nothing. Like, this is not, this is not I want to own stock in NFL franchise performance right now. And um just watching them get carved up on that last play, it just looked like the fight was just completely taken out of them. And I'm like, I, I felt like they, you know, with a minute forty something left, I felt like that was a lot of time for Utah, especially a team that has been putting points up against them that entire game. Um so Caleb Williams right now is not looking like a quarterback that's gonna go number one overall. I'm sure obviously he'll still be a top end prospect in that position, but um, I don't know, man. He's 0-2 ever since those uh, ownership comments. And uh, USC, like you said, has a very tough road against them for the next couple of weeks. My biggest problem with USC, and then we'll move on to other college football stuff and we'll get to pro football because I got so much shit to unpack with pro football today. Um, it's just – I think this is another case. Every couple of years we get blindly in love with a prospect and a team – and we don't really vet the love and the just respect we give him as a, a program and as a player. Did Kalen play well last year at USC? Yeah. Did he deliver in big games? No. The signs were there. 
And this year, no Jordan Addison. They lost a couple other guys on both sides of the ball. I mean, you tell me what I'm looking at here, but it's not a team that wins the college football playoff. It's not a team that's going to beat anybody in the top 30. I don't even think USC deserves to be ranked. I really don't. They won't be after the next two weeks. Yeah, the performance that I saw, to be honest with you, like my the guy, the, my buddy that I was watching that game with was saying that made a lot of sense to me. He looked like like an early in his career Dak Prescott. Like he, he That's like the did fifth not. time I've heard somebody say that to me, and it's starting to get really funny. Because it's, it's just – it was just the – I just – that's just what his performance looked like to me and what he's kind of been seeming like. Just somebody that – if you think about his entire you know college career, somebody that's really good but is, is not good enough to get the job done and in those important games when it matters does not deliver. And that screams Dak Prescott in the first round of every playoff. <clears throat> the last thing I'll leave you with on is – at least Dak was clutch in college. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll finish. I think we're done shitting on Caleb Williams. Honestly, I honestly want to call Mason. Oh, like, hey, until next week. Shit? Until next you week. You want to shit on for four minutes? All right. Uh, Tide also took it over Tennessee. So, shout out to Kevin, the Kev Cruz, and the boys. They're uh, guys with the craziest comeback. So, I'm doing a demo job at my uncle's house, right? I kind of got the game on in the background on my phone. I kind of listen to it. And I, I go in and out of rooms. I'm swinging sledgehammers and shit. We're breaking cabinets. You really can't hear shit. Um, I'm getting pissed off because I'm like, fuck, my parlay shot. It's over. Oh, my God. I can't even get a freaking college game right. And then, boom. <laughs> boom. All right? Like, just you... Um, Alabama does what Bama does best and reasserts their dominance over Tennessee in a hilarious fashion of scoring, what was it, 24 answered? Mm-hmm. Something similar to it. So that was – so big ups to them. Um, yeah, Penn State and Ohio State, yeah, the refs were definitely – listen, we can talk about refs during the Miami-Philly uh, Miami, um, game all we want, but the refs in the Ohio State-Penn State game were really bad. A couple of calls that were really leaning either way. Here's the thing was, I didn't get to watch most of this game, and it killed me. I just kept following it on my phone, and I tried to watch highlights afterward. Full disclosure, I was helping my uncle demo part of his house. So at this point, like, I was kind of behind the eight ball there. That being I had a little, said, uh, I had a little scare with my gimme. I had Oklahoma or VCF. Dude, I was about, I'm, I'm about to, like, me and my cousin were checking our bet, our my bets and shit, and he, I'm like, oh, fuck, Matt took Oklahoma. Oh, fuck. That was my gimme. I was like, oh, man. And then it hit. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, that was wow, close. Shit. It's too close. Wow, for shit. Wow, shit. Um, for the record, now the intern is only one pick behind me. Yeah, and you're four behind me. Oh, my God. I'm just getting fucked by these big ten. I, I, well, I, yeah. honestly, I, should just, I should just like do a coin flip for college football and then just pick programs. I think I might be okay. Except for a certain team, which is when and why – we're bringing it back old school. So, presented by also, the elite. Shout out to uh, shout out to LSU for uh, <laughs> just sixty-two to zero on Army. I knew it was going to happen, but just shout out to the to the Tigers. Wild. All right, y'all hear that rock music? It's time. Presented by the amazing people at Cannabis.com. Promo code Belly up twenty for twenty percent off. It's time for the one-sentence game. We are starting 
We're going back old school, no college, only pro football. Let's kick it off. We're starting Jag Saints. Foster Moreau, I'm so happy you beat Cancer, brother, but yikes, man. That drop was brutal. Jags cover for me. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um I, I don't even I don't even know. <laughs> I think the best thing that describes that game is that random fan in the stands that held that sign up that said search bar offense and then it pointed to like the arrow button and it was Amazon. It was like for the Saints. It was like Saints need to search offense because they, they're not looking good. Even with Derek Carr, I'm very surprised at this. Well, I'm not, I'm not really actually surprised. I think honestly this was a wing to half. I think Derek Carr was kind of putting a band-aid on a gushing wound, but hmm. <clears throat> As I can't breathe with my allergies apparently today. Um, Browns Colts with the single greatest game of the season of two bottom feeders that won't make the playoffs. Yeah. Actually, you know Ooh. what? Like Cleveland might, but they're going to get absolutely smoked by whoever they play. If you were to tell me the the Browns were going to beat the Colts up with a score of 39 to 38 and the two quarterbacks involved were PJ Walker and Gardner Minshew I would have said you were crazy but that is what happened and Deshaun Watson who got me negative 1.8 points in fantasy was cleared to come back in the game from concussion protocol still screwed me still lost but the Browns did not congrats on PJ Walker there you go all right Bills Patriots Josh Allen and the Bills losing to Bill First 300th win, a shout out to the Patriots. Um, yeah, this was not, this was just ugly. They almost came back, though. This was, I was a wild guy. What do you think, Bill's Patriots? I don't mean to be that guy, but in the in the text, she spelled board incorrectly. Shot the fuck you know. off. <laughs> just had to let you know. Um, Bill, the, I, uh, I don't know. Bills are, like I said, Bills are not, I think, that juggernaut we all thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Um, and, Intern Chris, you are one lucky motherfucker because you picked the Patriots as your upset pick and you actually hit it. Oh, I'm going to finish in last place. I'm going to hate everything about my life. Our my gimme was Oklahoma. His was his upset was Patriots in honor of Mason and ours both hit. And I can't believe his hit. I just can't. Yeah. Miami fucked me last week. All right, moving on. Giants Commanders. Tyrod Taylor is a better fit for the Giants offense than Daniel Jones. I said it. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I hope that he does not play next week. Because that is when we play them. Um, defense looks back on track. Commanders are back to being the Commanders. Sam Howell, most sack quarterback in the NFL right now. Lions? Actually, no, I'm sorry. Tabby Cats? Ravens? Because there's no fucking way in hell that was the same Detroit Lions. Like, what the fuck was... I think Dan Campbell actually, after that game, goes... I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs> like, I, I was, like, almost just, like, discouraged watching that game with somebody who roots for the Lions as, like, a secondary team. That hurt to watch. Yeah. The only thing I got on that game is... Not worried about the Lions. I think they're. I still think they're going to be a very good team in the in the NFC. I still think they're obviously going to take that division. They just had that one bad game that I think everybody has that one embarrassing game every season. This just happened to be that one. So concerned? No, just I think it's just an off week for them. Lions by forty next week. <laughs> Send it. 
All right. Uh, Bears, Raiders. I don't know who this kid is from Midwestern, I don't know, state. Tyler Badgett. Tyler Badgett. Holy shit. I love this dude's swagger. I love that he's got some Jason Williams, West Virginia, WT vibe going. And I'm totally here for it. This dude is 100% Marshall Mathers, mm-hmm. Jason Williams, just gritty, backwoods, tough white boy, and I'm here for it. Um, player to the destroyer, destroying teams offense a decade. I don't, I, was there a reason why they didn't start Aiden O'Connell? Why wouldn't you want to see what a, your rookie quarterback has compared to a guy They're that hasn't won a game? Drake May. I'm calling oh, this yeah, right, right now. They're done. They're, they're, they're going to try to convince Devontae to go out with an injury or they're going to be, or they're going to have to trade him because this is this. No, is they're going to, they're going to, yeah, I was going to say they, they want to tank. They should trade Devontae and Hunter Renfro. Even though they say they're not going to trade him, I don't buy it. Listen, call the Jets. I'll offer you Carl Lawson and, and a nice, nice, pretty draft pick. All right. Uh, Bucks, Falcons. Man, fuck Arthur Smith, man. Just fucking half of the bat. Like, good on DraftKings, by the way. Good on our sponsor, DraftKings. Y'all are a class act. They re-upped any single bet. That had to do with uh, where Bijan Robinson was the only thing that didn't hit, or it was a Bijan Robinson bet. Because Arthur Smith didn't have him on the injury report. He played six plays, and that was it. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. The, what I got from this was that the bake show is baked. He was baked that game. They uh, Young Hoku is the uh, MVP of that one. Young Hoku mm-hmm. is the MVP of that one. The Falcons, I believe, sit at first in that division now. Yeah. That's Listen, I still think Tampa Bay wins. I think they need they get Chase Edmonds back this week. He's going to make a load of difference because Rashad White is a bust, fantasy-wise. I love who the two players I traded away last week, Calvin Ridley and Rashad White, are bombing. Yeah, yeah. My boy Sawyer, shout out to my dog, commissioner of our, uh, our friend league. He texts me, he goes, I think he was a sleeper agent. For your team against my team this week. And I'm like, buddy, I played Raheem Moser against the Eagles defense. You might win off of my stupidity alone. The only good thing from Rashad White is that he has that fantasy capability with the catching and everything. Like, I think he gave me 13 points this past week in my flex. And I was, it was that or Damian Williams because I had nobody, because I didn't get my waiver. Yeah. All right. Steelers, Rams. Mac Hanna's offense is okay. This was like yeah. a mess game. Yeah. Um, all I got is Kenny Pickett is still mid, but that defense was legit. Cardinals. Laces out, Matt. Oh, man. Matt Prater was pissed. Matt Prater's about to turn into the next Ray Finkel, and we're not ready for it. Dude, the intensity oh, in that man's eyes. He was ready to commit murder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got nothing on this game. Is nothing on this game either. There's nothing appealed to me this game. Listen, I have red zone on. 16 points. Okay, see, this is what's hilarious. I don't know what it is about the NFL this year, but like every other week, it looks like the fourth quarter windows are fucking terrible. I think it was three weeks ago. It was the week that the Cardinals beat the um, the Cowboys. I only watched the red zone for that one and and put it on my main screen because I was outside smoking a cigar and I need something to watch while I was doing it. 
But most Fridays, if the Eagles aren't on this, the 4 o'clock game or there isn't a, a good America's Game of the Week, like I sent you and Chris, it goes on my side screen, my little setup upstairs. And I'm playing like Starfield or Skyrim or fucking Madden or MLB 2K or MLB Show or something like that. Because, honestly, these games were fucking embarrassing. Like, Jesus. Like, Broncos Packers. It's the dummy ball. Like, how, like there was like no offense in this ball game. Yeah, um, I think all I got is, uh, hey, Packers fans, how do you like Aaron Aaron uh, Jordan Love? Because uh, I'm enjoying Aaron Rodgers, and I don't even have him, and I'm three and three with, and your team's two and four. Yeah, and no, uh, Jordan I, Love I, is not Jordan Love does not look like a quarterback that has sat behind a two time MVP quarterback in his time as you know Aaron Rodgers is like four MVPs. He had two of them with Jordan Love learning under him. He doesn't look like he learned. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, and finally, before we get into Eagles, uh, Finns is Chiefs Chargers. Yeah, this was expected. I really have no bad comments on this game. Um, Travis Kelsey tearing it up with T Swizzle in the stands, and uh, Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift's handshake is so fucking cringy. Also, Jackson Mahomes to stay 20 feet away, please, hmm. from Taylor Swift. I'm not her biggest fan, but she's a fellow member of Bird Gang. Stay away from her, please. You toxic I noticed that, you know, last year we saw a lot of Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes. And this year it's like, all right, for obvious reasons, we're going to take away Jackson Mahomes. But we're incorporating Taylor Swift. So, like, we're, you know, it's just it just seems like there's always some something they got to incorporate in there. But um, I expected a closer game. The first the 17-17 all type thing, the start of the game was what I expected the whole game to be because usually that's just a pretty competitive matchup between the two teams, but Chiefs ran away with it, and uh, I, don't, I just don't know how Brandon Staley like survives another year. I just don't. Fair enough. All right. By the way, update on the Phillies Diamondbacks game. It is bottom top nine. Uh, one, two outs, uh, runner on third, and Cattell Marte to struck out and uh, Gabby Moreno is coming to the dish right now. That is the update. I don't have it on. Just look at the score center. So, um, What's the score? We, may, well, we, we might have uh, 5-1 Diamondbacks, and we may have two game sevens. There we go. Fun. Red October. Stop it. Shut your whore mouth. It's Sedona October. I thought the Red October was because it no, was – No, we're, we're, we, we, our motto is embrace chaos. Which technically every time we win a ball game, we do that to uh, Vegas. All right. Well, I'm rooting for you guys, but Red October sounds like a better. Oh, it does. Except it embraces communism. We communists, Matt. <laughs> um, you never know these days. I don't even know what fucking politics is. I'm just fucking with you, buddy. Uh, yeah. So we'll uh, keep you updated. That game is we we're praying for the mental health of our intern. Um, and finally, Eagles versus Dolphins at the link. The Kelly Green jerseys looked fucking mint. I almost regretted not buying my Hurts jersey last night in Kelly Green, but I have a thing about always having the QB's jersey in a main color. So if whatever next jersey I buy will be Kelly Green, whether that's Jalen Carter, or Hassan Reddick, DeAndre Swift, or Ooh, Hassan Reddick. AJ Brown. I, I wouldn't I'm do it. Feeling Jalen Carter. I kind of want a defensive tackles yeah. jersey. I think you should get somebody that you know is going to be with the team for at least a foreseeable future. I mean, our, DeAndre's 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 uh, kind of a toss-up. Yeah, I mean, apparently we're talking about extending it, which is crazy. But I love it. 
Uh, I think he's crazy because this guy was like considered like a castle. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Eagles defensive line looks amazing. AJ Brown is a top three receiver. I don't want to hear anything about it. Um, and yeah, Dolphins are. Let's look at twisted. Dolphins are the best are the second best team in the AFC. It goes KC about thirty six inches. Then it's Miami. Yeah, my uh, the only things I really got on this game is that this was this was exactly what I expected to happen. Uh, they were going against one of the best defenses in the league versus the best offensive in the league, and they just had no answer for them offensively. The defense shut them down. Um, so as I expected, was all I got for this one. All right, that wraps it up for the one sentence game. Happy to bring this back into its old form. Now, me and Matt texted me this morning, and he goes, hey, can we try a new segment? I'm like, yeah, we can. So this used to be called uh, stare, stare, uh, stare Hold. I mean, no, sorry, um, Stare Call. So, like, you know, when you're at a bar, you're either going to stay for another round, or you're going to call your tab. Matt, it's up to you. Do you want to bring back Stare Call, or do you want to call this something different? Uh, we could keep it for right now. So the concept was you're either going to stay – we're going to do NFL teams because you wanted to talk about obviously like Buffalo, right? Yeah. Um, I'll let you hold it. I'll let you hold it down. So Matt, just tell the folks at home what's uh what's the segment? What are we talking about? So we're talking about we're talking about teams in the NFL. Are we buying? Are we selling on them? Are you are you buy? Are you all in? You're buying stock. You you think they're the real deal? Or are you are you selling on them thinking that they're they're it's a it's fake tough team pretty much? Um. So one my first one on my list. It's a team that a lot of people have some mixed feelings on at the beginning of the year. I have the Buffalo Bills, and now it's simple. Are you are you buying in on them or are you selling them? They've beaten Washington, Vegas. Um, they've beaten Miami, the Giants. They've also lost to the Jaguars and the Patriots. This is a team that I don't feel like has a lot of star power like it used to. Um, a team that has seemed a little more human on defense, definitely more human on offense without Brian Dable. Um, so if, if, if I'm looking at this and I have stock in this team, I think I'm selling. I think Buffalo is good enough to where they're going to still get into the playoffs and everything like that. But I, I just don't see anything about this team, especially with the loss of Matt Milano that screams, you know, I'm going to win everything this year. So the injuries alone are why I'm, I am calling my tab. I'm yeah. done. I, I love them as a playoff team. I love them as a wild card team. I still think they're going to make a wild card spot, but the general manager of the, I think it's, I can't remember his name right now. Oh, shit. He always goes on McAfee all the time. Uh, Bean. The Bills or, Bean. Yeah, Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean screwed Josh Allen this year. They did not. James Cook has become a good running back, but they did not solve their three biggest problems. Depth of the secondary, offensive line, and a secondary weapon. Congrats, you got a tight end. Dalton Kincaid's great, but you lost Austin Knox for the next couple weeks. And also, there's always a one playoff team every year who gets an injury bump. This year, it's the Bills. And I don't – listen, I, I, I love Josh Allen's game. I love watching him play. Still a beer. He's still my woman. Shout out to Haley Steinfeld. Jim, uh, celebrity crush forever. Oh, by the way, it's um two outs. Uh, Nick Cassiano struck out. 
Paulie Ice, oh. Paul Seawald is uh, dealing. Anyway, <clears throat> so my biggest problem with the Bills is just the fact that there's just so many holes due to injury or due to lack of acquisition. I'm selling. I'm calling my tab. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but as a Super Bowl contender, calling it. They're done. I, there's no way in hell they're going to go into Miami and win in the playoffs. There's no way they're going into Kansas City and winning. There's no way they're going into Baltimore and winning. I agree. Honestly, there might not be a way they go into Jacksonville and win. So, yeah, that's what I got. What do you think? You you uh, you calling your tab? You staying for another run? Oh no, I'm calling my tab on this one. I'm ch- I'm checking out. I'm cutting my losses right then. I'm paying my bill and I'm going. Um, my next one on my list is another AFC East team, and that is the Miami Dolphins. Um, Miami Dolphins, they've they've beaten teams. Notice the pattern. They've beaten the Panthers, the Patriots, the Giants, the Broncos, the Chargers, all under 500 teams. They've also lost to the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. Nevertheless, like we talked about before, they should be getting Xavier Howard back. They should be getting Jalen Ramsey back eventually. Um there's another injury that I'm, I'm I'm not remembering that I think they might be getting back on defense, but this is the team that if they can just have a, a defense that hovers in the top fifteen, and with that offense they can they can make some serious damage. So me personally, I'm leaning towards I'm staying. I'm ordering another round. I'm keeping it going. I'm feeling pretty good about the Dolphins. I think that at this point they're going to win the AFC East, and I mean I think offensively I think they can give any team any team issue, but I think once they get some more people back on defense, it'll be a little stronger of an overall team. So I'm, I'm going to stay and increase my tab on this team. All right. Uh, for the record, the Dimebacks just beat the, um, there we go. Game seven and embrace the chaos, baby. Embrace the (laughs) fucking chaos. Sedona October, baby. All right. I, I will probably like listen to the call after when Matt goes to the next thing. Cause I, I, you know, it's just me. I have to, cause you know, being a fan, but, um, um, Oh, by the way, um, Brandon Fott is pitching Game Seven. Fuck yes, <laughs> our twenty-four-year-old rookie who like was slicing the dice in the Phillies. Man, makes me happy. Um, all right. Um, so with the Dolphins, I am staying. I'm doubling down. I'm buying them a round of shots. Like I, like they're my second tier. Like when I look at the Super Bowl contenders for each conference, right? We know. Everyone knows who I got number one in the NFC. I might I don't have to say their name. They're, they they're, they wore some really cool uniforms yesterday, and they uh, got a nice quarterback who squats a lot of weight. Um, they got a nice center who's a handsome devil who's America's sweetheart, whose brother dates a pop star. Anyway, I'm not gonna say it. AFC. The brother plays for that team, but next two teams are a complaining team from the Bay Area who never shuts the hell up about their quarterback getting hurt. Or you have a team from South Beach who honestly has an elite offense. It's just going to get healthier. A defense is just going to get healthier, and they're just catching the stride. This was a good – and you know what? Chris Collinsworth actually made a great point last night. Brace yourselves. This was great for the Miami Dolphins. They needed to get punched in the mouth. And now they have they understand what it's going to be like. So when they play the Chiefs, who are going to play nasty, who are going to knock them around a little bit, who when they play the Jaguars, who are going to knock them around a little bit, they can handle it. 
It's not gonna be like where they played a bunch of soft teams and they get into the playoffs and get thumped like like the Texans did back in the day or Baltimore back in 2019. This makes them ready for that experience. So yes, I am staying around. I'm buying around of shots for the bar. There you go. I got I got two more teams we can do. I got moving up to the AFC North. I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns. They're four and two. They haven't had Deshaun Watson healthy for the last couple of weeks, yet they've still been able to win some games with P.J. Walker, who notably did beat the San Francisco 49ers and gave them their first loss on the season. They've beaten the likes of, you know, they beat the Bengals week one. They killed them 24-3. They lost by two to the Steelers. They destroyed the Titans. They got destroyed by the Ravens. They beat the Niners, and they beat the Colts. Um, I know that you know the Colts aren't obviously a big name team for them to have beaten, but they're they're winning games and they're getting it done even with an XFL quarterback as a starter quarterback while Deshaun's still nursing his uh, whatever he's got going on. But that defense is legit, and that offense seems to be just good enough to to get things done. Um, it it it's really tough, but if you look at their remaining schedule. You know, they got the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Then they get back-to-back the Ravens-Steelers. Then they go on a little bit of an easier skit with the Broncos, the Rams. They got the Jaguars, but they end it with the Bears, Texans, Jets, Bengals. Um, I think this is a team that I might stay another round on. I think they could squeak out about 10 wins in total. I think mm-hmm. they'll, they could secure one of those wild-card spots. They could get the division a run, depending on what happens with the Ravens and the Bengals, but I think this is a team that I think I might stay for another round on, but I am I'm close to selling if you know they drop another game. I'm selling. Um, I don't care about their quarter. Listen, I love PJ Walker. Um, no Nick Chubb. Don't buy it. They can't hold the lead. Um, their defense. I don't care who's playing for them. Was basically taken down to the wire with Gardner Minshew. I love that mustache bastard, but listen. Josh, they made Josh Downs and Michael Pittman look like all pros yesterday. The split carries between Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Like the Colts offense was moving. This is an offense that was considered anemic like two weeks ago. So I think Miles Garrett's a all world player. And the fact that he's stuck in Cleveland is unfortunate, but whatever. I think the problem is the Browns, they are now catching the brunt of the football gods. You screwed Baker Mayfield over after what he did for your franchise. This is what happens. The football gods are a fickle bunch, man. They they will not hesitate to throw to stick a knife in you. They just took it out of Cleveland for one season in 2021 because of Stefanski fucking around. He found out. So, yeah, I am totally, totally selling on the fact my mic was muted. My uh, my I'm, last. Uh, I'm selling. I'm selling on, Cle- on selling on Cleveland, by the way. Oh, yeah. My, my mic um, was muted, wasn't it? No, no. I heard the whole, everything you were saying. Huh. Okay, so that means I've been an asshole coughing the entire time while I was. Oh wow! I um, yeah, I got one more team on the list right now. I got the the Detroit Lions, a, a fan favorite with both of us. Now they're five and two. They upset the <clears throat> reigning Super Bowl champion um, Kansas City Chiefs beginning of the year twenty one twenty. They got they lost by one to the uh, by one possession to Seattle. They destroyed the Falcons. They beat up on the Packers. They destroyed the Panthers. They beat up on the Bucks, And then they got demolished by the Ravens. So initially, I'm kind of leaning towards, all right, I like this team a lot. I might sell them. I might 
I might pick up my tab and just call it a night, just given the fact that a lot of the teams that they beat were easy as well, like Miami. However, even though they don't have David Montgomery, even though they got some injuries going on, you look at the remaining schedule. The Raiders, the Chargers, the Bears, the Packers, the Saints, the Bears, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. That schedule minus maybe the Cowboys at the end of the year does not at all give me any sort of fear. So I'm, I think I'm buying more stock, and I am, I am definitely keeping my tab running on the Lions for the rest of this year. They're definitely going to win the NFC, um, the North. And listen, once you get into the playoffs, anything's possible. But that schedule is so easy for the rest of the year. This team really should have no issue winning at least 12 games. So I'm keeping my tab going on the lines. Oh, I am too. I don't think they're going to win this rule. I think they are a year away. I think they need one more offensive weapon, and they need a little more help in that secondary. But this was that, hey, you need help game. Now, if they go make a move in the – in the also, hey, Jameer Gibbs, welcome to football. Um Leonard Fournette is what they need. Yeah. A that'd be really good to change of pace back to take some abuse off of Jameer Gibbs, and they need a receiver. If I am the Lions, I am making a move for three guys. I am signing Lamar uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. I am seeing who's available at receiver. If you can't get Devontae Adams, make calls about Hollywood Brown. Make calls about Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Make nah, nah. You need you need a you need a field stretcher. You need somebody who allows Jerry Goff to sling the rock. Um, Hunter Renfro, T. Higgins. No, no, T. Higgins. Yes, I would say if you want to take a swing at T. Higgins, he's he'd fit perfectly on that offense. But yes, field stretchers. Go get a guy who's going to take the top off a of defense and allow your offense to function. Go sign Fournette and go find yourself a fucking corner. Get somebody to help on that back end of that secondary. And all of a sudden, this Lions team is scary. Like, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. I know the Niners probably don't, even though they won't admit it. So that's how you fix it. I think the Lions, I'm staying for another round at least two. Because this. And also, I just hit a same-game parlay, and I'm hype as fuck right now. Could you imagine? um, Merrill Kelly, five strikeouts. Um, Aaron Nola, three hits allowed, five runs for the Diamondbacks. Ketel Marte hit, and the Diamondbacks winning. Can, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Can that's you imagine? Nice. Um, oh, what'd you win? Just like 19 bucks. It was a two dollar bonus, but I threw in for the fuck of it. Hey, something, something. Yeah, right. I mean, Just double my account. If, I, if I'm Detroit, I'm gonna look at some teams that this probably wouldn't happen because they're still technically in contention. I think they're only like four and two, but. If I'm looking at teams like, let's just say the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've got a guy like um, Patrick Peterson on a short-term, probably like one-year deal. It's something where maybe you walk in, you're like, hey, I'll take Peterson, and uh, what do you want for you know Deontay Johnson? Or are you interested in even moving George Pickens? Like, what do you want to do? Like, I'd call teams that have you know secondary guys on one-year basis that have like mm-hmm. a decent stud receiver that they might try and move on from, you know, given their their team stance right now in the standings, but. Just an example, something like that. If you call somebody about like a, a corner wide receiver duo, see what that's going to cost you. Nah, honestly, I'm 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 totally for it. I am all about the Lions making a move, and I think they're just set for it. What if they made it? This probably wouldn't happen either because I think they're four and two as well. But Michael Pittman, 
I think nah, I don't think so. I think the Colts will keep him. I I'm more thinking of the realm of <sighs> this one's tough. Uh, do you think maybe? Oh, this is killing me right now. I had a guy in mind, and I was just like thinking about. It. I was like, "Oh, this would be perfect for them." No, I can't think of it. Now, what if they? Uh, what if they call the Jaguars? They're like, listen, I know you just signed Calvin Ridley, but you're not really using him. Want to get? Yeah, there it is. That was that was what I was thinking of. Was Ridley? Oh, there we go. Great minds. Yeah. All right. Even though the Lions already have a gambling problem, I don't even think they need to add. More that is true. Yeah. I think honestly, they need to Devontae. I think the best fit for them is Devontae Adams, uh, but the problem is. It won't happen, unfortunately. Um, or maybe, maybe they talk. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe they talk to uh, Washington and get her in a scary Terry. That that that's a good idea, especially with them being three and four. You give it another week right before the deadline. If they lose another game, they being do play three and Philly five, next week. They do play Philly. Yeah, next week. they they could call and be like, listen. Uh, Studies show you're not making that wild card right now, and we'll give you a pretty penny for Terry McLaurin. All right. Well, any other ones you got for me, or is this rolling out for our the return of state of yeah. stay or call? This is a, to me. This was a good start for a return. I think uh, if we roll it out one day on a Thursday with a couple of guests, I think we'll get more interaction. Oh, we don't get a little rowdy. Oh yeah, it's just the two of us. But I Maybe think this is we'll a good start. Like, we can also do players. We can do rankings. There's a lot we can do with this game. So yeah, we can we can strategize this in the chat. All right. Um. So just an update. Um. By the way, if you are living under a rock, the Diamondbacks upset the Phillies in Game Six. We are going to Game Seven in the NLCS. Uh, game Seven of the ALCS. First pitch kicked off about maybe five ten minutes ago. And uh, Monday Night Football has just kicked off as well. Uh, it is 0-0 right now. Uh, let's pray for my fantasy team. I need Avery Madison to get less than eight fantasy points, and I will actually win my um, win my game this week. Uh, McCaffrey just fumbled, so there's that. But, Matt, unless you got anything else, I'll let the brave folks roll out of here, and we'll head on out into our week. No, the uh... – for all of you Astro haters out there like myself, the Rangers are up 3 nothing in the first against them. So a nice extra cushion for Max Scherzer. And uh, despite that fumble, give me give me the Niners plus 12.5 on the uh, on says the George Kittle, two, two tutties. Yeah, you did say that. But now, I just saw that the, the – uh, Just for the intern, I'm going to put a dollar down on Kittle, two touchdowns. <laughs> Just uh, I I just saw that the the Vikings came out with the Niners signature boombox walkout entrance, so I'm already taking the Niners plus two scores. Yep, me too. All right, folks, that wraps up the Corner Booth podcast. Shout out to our sponsor, Candips, Belly Up Media, Belly Up Sports, Seat Geek, and Mala Bros. We will catch you guys on Thursday. Ryan McCarthy makes his Corner Booth return as well as some other guests. It's going to be a good time. The intern will be back as well. Hopefully, he won't be 15 beers deep. Honestly, though, I kind of like when Chris is rolling because when Chris is rolling, it's just nothing but pure entertainment. But that wraps it up for us right now, folks. Have a great week. We'll see you Thursday. Um, keep an eye out for our polls this week. We're also going to do a couple more. Uh, Matt's going to do some TikToks. I'll do some stuff on Instagram as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy your week. Peace.
Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.